you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. If you've listened to this show, or if you listened to the Hudson and Harrigan show back when I was Irv Harrigan on the radio, then you already know what a huge sports fan I am. So you won't be surprised when I confess how ecstatic I am about the return of baseball. Well, to be more specific, what I'm really ecstatic about is the return of the Houston Astros, even without George Springer. Boy, that really cut me deep when he signed with the Blue Jays. But you can't really blame a young man for making the most of his opportunities in life, can you? The amount of money he got in Toronto, that's what financial experts call generational money. That just means that that money will most likely support several generations of George Springer's children and grandchildren. Who knows, maybe even his great-grandchildren. You can't begrudge him that kind of payday. Still, it broke my heart, you know, to lose a guy who was such an emotional leader in the clubhouse. Plus, he's such a good human being. Well, at least I think he's a good human being. First and foremost, I don't know him personally like I have former generations of Houston pro athletes. And secondly, because every Texans fan in Houston will warn you not to take any athlete's image for granted these days. You know what I mean. You know who I'm talking about. And I seriously doubt any of us foresaw what happened to that guy. I won't even mention his name because I'm so deeply disappointed in that whole episode. And, and because everyone deserves to be treated as innocent until proven guilty. But I got to admit, I'm shocked. I'm disillusioned over the entire thing. And I bet a lot of you feel the same way. At any rate, that's enough of that. I was saying how jazzed I am about the return of the Astros, and with good reason. As a diehard Houston sports fan, the Astros are just about the only team worth watching right now, am I right? Well, I guess there's the University of Houston. I usually root for them unless they're playing my alma mater, TCU. And the Cougs had a really nice run in the NCAA basketball tournament. They lost to the inarguably best team in the country. So they have nothing to hang their heads about. Congratulations to the U of H. But you know, I also have to add even heartier here-heres to Baylor for winning the whole thing. I've been a Baptist all my life, so I've attended church with hundreds, who knows, maybe even thousands of Baylor alums over my lifetime. And BU has always been my second favorite school, even dating all the way back to the old Southwest Conference days. There have been some lean years in Waco, and the Bears have endured more than their fair share of scandals in the major sports. So to see them bounce back from the Dave Bliss, Carlton, Dotson crime, it, it's kind of refreshing, don't you think? Even for a rival like a TCU guy, me. So a tip of the hat to the Bears for winning their first national championship in a major sport. And here's hoping my horn frogs can learn from the successful program that Scott Drew has put together at Baylor. Very impressive. But let's get back to the Astros for a few minutes. 
After all the public embarrassment of the Texans' offseason, and then the nosedive the Rockets took following the James Harden trade, the Astros are a breath of fresh air, huh? And the way they launched the season in Oakland, that was nothing short of unbelievable. In fact, I don't think anyone envisioned them getting off to that four-game sweep of the A's. And they didn't do it with smoke and mirrors either. They just flat-out busted Oakland in the mouth, outscored them 35-9 to in four straight wins. Now that was impressive. It, it was also a great way to shut up all the trash talkers in the stands. You notice that? Now, this is something we're just going to have to get used to, folks, because it's going to happen to one degree or another every time the Astros play on the road all year long. Granted, it'll be worse in places like Oakland and Anaheim, but it's going to be even worse than that in New York and Chavez Ravine. And Dodger fans are pretty much insufferable to begin with, especially after they won the World Series just last year. But they're going to be relentless when the Astros go to L.A. Just steal yourself. We're going to hear the most outlandish and profane attacks you can possibly imagine. They're coming, folks. They're coming. And I'm sure Dusty Baker has fully prepared the Astros players for that kind of onslaught. But pro athletes have heard it all already anyway. We fans don't really see much of it unless we travel to road games and experience it firsthand. So it's going to get really ugly every time the Astros hit the road. Just be ready for it. And I think it'll be interesting to see how Major League Baseball handles any serious threats that arise. Because I'm kind of expecting at least a couple to happen. Meanwhile, I think it's really important that Houston fans rally behind the Astros, show them how strongly we support them when they're back here in Minute Maid Park. As a matter of fact, my wife Cindy and I have already taken steps to do our part in that regard. We've already bought some tickets to go see the Strohs later this month, and you'll love how we did it. Or, I guess I should say, how Cindy did it. It was entirely her idea. Gotta give credit to my main squeeze. See, our grandson Liam's birthday was earlier this month, so instead of just giving him another video game, we just, she decided to make a memory instead. Again, if you've listened to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show for any amount of time at all, you already know that my grandson is a really good little league and select league baseball player. Heck, he hit a home run just last week, and then he closed out that very same game as a relief pitcher. So the game of baseball is a really big deal in the Hames household. That's how Cindy got the brainstorm to give Liam a memory instead of, you know, just another toy. He's turning 10. The little guy loves to spend the night with Nana and Pop. Well, because we spoil him, of course. And that usually happens at least every other weekend. So Cindy got online and bought three club-level seats to an Astros game against the Angels on a Friday night that just the three of us could attend together. Then he'll spend the night with us, and his mommy and daddy can have a date night. That's a birthday present the whole family can enjoy. And we're fully vaccinated now, so we're not worried about that. We're just going to feed Liam as many hot dogs as he wants, fill him up with all the sugar we can find at Minute Maid Park, and ship him off back to his parents. Happy birthday, everybody. <laughs> and speaking of food, 
Welcome to another thrilling edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, where we're going to spend some time talking with one of the most accomplished professional chefs we've ever had as a guest, Melly Gomez. Melly has taught cooking classes for years now, and that gives her special insights into more than just the nuts and bolts of a recipe. I'll let her explain it, because she is the teacher. But I will use a phrase that I often employ when I'm talking to voiceover student prospects who want my services as a VO coach. I say, there are a lot of people who know how to do what I do, but there are not a lot of people who know how to teach other people how to do what I do. Melly can do just that, teach. And she explains the details of how to cook something in a way that even I can understand. <laughs> And we'll utilize three different commemorative food days that occurred during the month of April for Melly to teach all of us some cool new techniques. The first one is National Deep Dish Pizza Day. Now, we're more like thin and crispy people in this house, but if you love deep dish pizza, you need to hear what Melly has to say. And try saying deep dish pizza three times real fast. <laughs> The second commemorative food day is National Burrito Day. And even a dunce like me can throw a bunch of beef and beans and veggies on a flour tortilla and roll it up. So I can't wait to see what Melly can do with the idea. And lastly, April is home for National Empanada Day. Don't even ask if we bake empanadas around here. <laughs> because I'm not sure... But I think empanada is actually the Spanish word for too much like real work. Isn't that right? Somebody told me that one time. Ooh, better call Lopez. Because the words take out just have a certain ring to them when it comes to empanadas. Besides, I don't even know why they bother to call them empanadas, you know? We should call them what they are. Turnovers. They're turnovers for crying out loud. Oh, and speaking of turnovers, we ran out of time here on the monologue before we could even talk about the Texans. <laughs> but given what's going on over on Kirby Drive these days, that's probably a good thing. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. 
We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. Warning, warning. The cuteness factor has just been turned up to 10. Maybe even 11. <laughs> because here comes the cutest thing we've ever seen in a chef's hat. It's Melly Gomez of Melly V Catering. How are you, Melly? I'm doing fantastic, Randy. How about yourself? Always well when I speak to you, because you always lift my spirits. It has been far too long since we hosted Melly on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. She is one of the most qualified chefs and cooking experts that we have ever talked to. So for our new listeners, give us a quick rundown of your background. How did you get interested in the culinary industry anyway? So I grew up cooking and baking with my mother. Um, it was a trait that I have always had. 
I didn't know that not everybody cooked until I was in culinary school, believe it or not. (laughs) And naturally, after high school, I went to culinary school to get really uh, greater knowledge and go more in-depth with what I was doing. And from there, I have worked everywhere around the city. I've worked in mom-and-pop shops, corporate offices. I've done catering, pastry, um, prep cook. I've worked front of house, back of house. Everything that involves food, I have done it. And I have even been a culinary instructor. I was a culinary instructor for about 10 years. And then for the last year and a half or so, I've been running my own custom catering company. So let's take some of those things one at a time. First of all, what are some of your earliest memories of working in the kitchen with your mother? Well, for every holiday or every family event, we would always make sugar cookies. Um, We would decorate them, sprinkles, icing, the whole works. Um, we would also make breakfast together. Um, so Sunday morning was always saved for waffles. Um, we would also do different types of cakes for everybody's birthday, even just things um, as far as Chinese food for dinner. It was just, if there was a meal, we made it. So when did you first realize that you had an interest in a career as a food service professional? I had to be about nine or ten Um, I was in the sixth grade and we had to do a project about what we were going to be when we grew up. And I remember checking out a book from the library about baking and I decided that I was going to be a chef when I grew up. So you mentioned your formal training. Where did you go to school? I went to the Art Institute of Houston. Ah, that's good. My daughter went to the Art Institute of Dallas, the same institute in a different city. But uh, you mentioned working early on, front of house, back of house. What are some of the restaurant names that our audience will recognize? Uh, When I was a teenager, I was a hostess for Outback Steakhouse. Um, I also did some time working at Papa's Seafood as a prep cook, so I was in charge of salads and desserts. Let's see. I've also worked for Magianos as a pastry chef. I worked at a few different catering companies that actually don't exist anymore. And I also opened a bakery and deli in NASA that doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I've been working since I was 13, Randy. Wow. Well, Melly is also a qualified culinary instructor. She worked for a major kitchen-related retail outlet as a cooking teacher for several years. Tell us how that expanded your knowledge of new and maybe even unusual cooking techniques. So being a culinary instructor, you don't have to know how to make a recipe. You have to know how to explain it to someone. And these individuals are people who may have been cooking their whole life or may have never cooked a day in their life. So you really have to break down each recipe and get down to the science of it. So why do we measure with cups or why do we measure with teaspoons? Um, Why do we mix this at this time? Why don't we mix, you know, afterwards? Um, It's really just having a very great knowledge of what you are cooking, not just reading a recipe. It's really fun because I got to learn different types of cuisine. So I wasn't very familiar with Thai food or... Um, with Vietnamese food when I first started out. But once I started reading the recipes, looking at um, the history and the background of how those recipes were created, it gave me a deeper understanding of what I was putting together. Do you still teach cooking classes on your own now? I do. So my company is called Custom Catering because the sky is the limit. Um, We do private classes in individuals' homes, so it's at your comfort level. Each curriculum is built around each individual, so it's what you're comfortable with. 
um, whether you have advanced skills or if you're just a beginner, we're able to work with you on what your skill level is. And we also use the products that you have at home, so that way, whenever I leave, you can still execute the recipes with what you have available to you. So does this include helping your clients put together and and execute meal plans for an entire family? How does that work? Yes. So we do meal plans um, for individuals and for families. So for families, we, I usually put out a monthly um, menu so that way families are able to kind of plan what days they want, what meals, um, the meals are made to order. So sometimes it's in home or sometimes it's um, no contact delivery, just depending what the family and um, individual is comfortable with. So basically you tell me what you like, what you don't like. I put a menu together for you. You tell me if it's good, if it's bad. And then I just kind of work with you to make sure that it's to your liking. Um, we also do individual meal prep. This is a new project that I'm working on. Hopefully, it'll debut in May. Um, but I'm going through a lot of different recipes, trying to find the nutritional value. So that way, um, these meals can really help athletes and um, individuals target their weight loss goals. So they're eating healthy, but they're also meeting the goals that they have for themselves. Well, my daughter-in-law is a vegetarian, but nobody else in the family is, and that kind of complicates big family meals like Easter dinner. Uh, but there are ways around those problems, right? Give us some ideas. So I think the best thing to do is to take the label off of it. So I know a lot of people like to say vegetarian or vegan or keto, and for some people, those are trigger words because if I see that something's vegan, I'm probably not going to want to go for it because in my head, I'm like, ew, vegetables. <laughs> what people don't know is that vegetables can be fun and food can be yummy. You don't have to necessarily worry about if it's meat or if it's fifty. As long as it's delicious, that should be the main focus. So finding substitutes um, for chickpeas as opposed to ground beef is really good because it's a lot healthier for some individuals. But it also tastes really awesome. Um, a chef that I met in North Carolina actually introduced me to fried shiitake mushrooms. And he told me it was vegan bacon. And, of course, I'm like, there's no such thing as vegan bacon. <laughs> but when I tried it, oh, my goodness. I almost wanted to quit bacon right then and there because it was so delicious and it was so healthy for you because it doesn't have the same trans fats as bacon does. And of course, you mentioned that you own and operate your own catering company. Private dinners are starting to bounce back in our almost post-COVID world. So give us an idea of what you could do to cater a dinner in our home for our party guests. So private dinners, um, I do a variety of them. So sometimes it'll be buffet style um, if you want people to just come over and kind of graze and grab food as they go. And then I also do plated dinners. So I do a lot of anniversaries for couples. Um, I've done some surprise anniversaries for couples, which is really fun to be a part of. Um, basically, they just kind of give me an idea of the food that they like. I put together a custom menu for them. Usually, it's about five to six courses, just depending on what they want. So there's appetizers, entrees, soups, salads, sides, desserts. Um, and I go to their house. I have the majority of the prep done for me. So when I get there, you know, I'm not spending two, three hours cooking for them. But I put together the meal for them. I serve them. I clean up the dishes. I send them out their next course and so on. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job here of establishing your credentials. Uh, you're a qualified chef. You're a cooking instructor. You're a caterer. But we haven't really made it clear how our listeners can avail themselves of all your wonderful services. So tell us how to find Melly V Catering on Instagram and Facebook. 
Um, it's melody.underscore-catering. You can also find us on our website. Now, our website doesn't have a full list of all of our services. Um, if there's something that's not listed on there, we do have a request form at the very bottom um, that you can send us questions or comments or anything like that. And our website is melody.square.site. How about a good old-fashioned phone number? Does that work for you, Melly? <laughs> Absolutely. You can always call or text. My number is 281-771-6329. And your email? Our email is mellyv.catering at gmail.com. You can even send a smoke signal. You can send a pigeon with a note. <laughs> There's all kinds of ways to find me. <laughs> well, in my case, I'll send you a turkey because that matches my personality. <laughs> However, Melly is also very well known for her French macarons, macarons, macarons. <laughs> and we want to find out more about those in the next segment, okay? Sounds good. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Hi friends, Randy Haynes to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. 
If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data sim with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data sims. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today, 832-551-1000, or go to CellularAndSatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a complete computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. She's qualified. And she's cute, too. <laughs> We're visiting with Melly Gomez of Melly V Catering today. Thanks for hanging out with us, Melly. Of course, I love hanging out with you, Randy. Well, we're, we were so excited to just jump right into talking about food with you that we forgot to ask about your family. Is everybody healthy and safe in your house? No Rona in the house? No Rona. We are all in the clear. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Melly is renowned for her French macarons, 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 macarons. The first thing we want to establish is how you say the darned word. <laughs> how do you pronounce that word anyway? So most people call it macaroons just because it's a lot easier to say, but there's actually only one O. A macaron is the French almond cookie. A macaroon with two O's is actually a coconut cookie. Everybody calls macaroons just because it's but it's actually pronounced macaron. Well, I did a search online for macarons, and one of the first things that popped up was a series of questions like, why are macarons so expensive? Uh, and are French macarons healthy? But the most interesting one was, why are macarons so difficult to make? Now, I know Melly really well, and I can tell you right now, the first thing she's going to say is, oh, Randy, macarons are not all that difficult to make. Because she says that about everything. <laughs> she, she even makes her own pasta at home. <laughs> but you're an accomplished and experienced professional chef, Millie. So forgive us if we're just the slightest bit intimidated by the prospect of making our own French macarons at home. Okay? I'll cut you a little bit of slack. Just a little bit. Okay. Because macaron easy, I promise. See, I told you that's what she'd say. <laughs> Besides, you've done all the work for us. So tell us how you make French macarons. So there's this different method. Some people use the Italian. I use the French meringue. It's just whites and sugar. Whip that up into a cluffy. 
and then fold in an almond flour mixture. It's a mix of almond flour and powdered sugar. It's very necessary that your flour is as fine as possible, so it's best to use a food processor if you have one to make sure it's really, really powdery. Um, and then you just fold everything together, you pipe it out on a tray, whichever shape or size that you like, and a little bit of a skin on top. Um, and then you bake them for about 15 minutes. It just depends on your oven on the temperature. So sometimes I bake mine at 305. Um, that's really just kind of something that everybody has to play with. And then you pop them out and you let them cool down. They are sandwiches. You can put whatever type of buttercream or ganache that you would like inside the center, and they're good to go. So you're telling us that macarons are nothing more than the meringue on lemon meringue pie in cookie form. Basically, yes. <laughs> Just where the difficulty kind of comes in, um, because if your meringue is too fluffy, your cookies will form what's called volcanoes, or I call them volcanoes, because they get a little bit crunchy. They get a little bit of texture on the top. Um, don't stay very flat. The humidity also is a very big variable in this. And usually I have to turn my AC down to 65 or so just to try and draw draw out as much of the humidity <laughs> as possible. You're laughing, but it's true, Randy. Yeah. It's, it's cold in here. Well, I, I experienced the same thing. When my wife cooks in the kitchen, she turns it down to South Antarctica. <laughs> So I know what you're talking about. Uh, but you offer all these French macarons for sale at various farmer's markets in the Heights. Isn't that correct? So we were going to Eleanor's every Saturday, but just recently our schedule has changed a little bit. So our next market will actually be on Sunday at our Savior Lutheran Church. Um, it's over in North Houston. And from there, you just kind of have to check us out on social media to see what we have or which market is going to come up. Next, as our schedule has changed a little bit, so we'll just we'll be here and there. And in addition to that, we can order macarons from you online. How do we do that? Absolutely, you can go to our website, which is melivcatering.square.site. Um, we have surprise labels listed on there. You can order as much or as little as you would like. We do offer free delivery to the Houston area, so you can still get your macaron fix. I told you Melly is one of the most qualified chefs and cooking instructors that we've ever hosted on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. And between her training and her experience and Melly V Catering, you can now easily see why we say that. In fact, I have never thrown a subject at this woman that she couldn't handle with ease. Just like that. So let's talk about some different dishes today. Deep dishes, as a matter of fact. April features National Deep Dish Pizza Day. I must admit, that sounds a little intimidating again. <laughs> Can you give us a good recipe for deep dish pizza, Melly? Absolutely. So making a deep dish pizza is like making a pizza pie. It really is a pizza pie. So because there's so many layers to it and because this is such a an item that has a lot of height to it, it's best to pre-cook your dough just like you would pie crust. So you put it in just like a pie pan. You can even use a spring form if you'd like. Put it in the oven for a few minutes just to kind of parboil that dough so that way it doesn't become gummy um, once we have everything made. Once you have it par-baked, you can fill it with whatever you would like. You can add sauce, cheese. If you do need meat, make sure it is a fully cooked meat. Don't want to put anything raw. You can even put different types of vegetables if you would like and just pop it in the oven at about 
Uh, I would say 375 or so, so that way everything is getting nice and hot. Um, your crust will continue cooking, and your your drilling will get nice and melted. Well, now, when you talk about pizza crust, is it okay for us to use the Betty Crocker stuff we find in the grocery store? You can. Um, you can use a pre-mixed crust like that. Some bakeries make um, pizza dough for you already. I know Bread Co. has pizza dough. Some of at different farmer's markets around town. He also has um, different breads and doughs available at HEB and Whole Foods. Um, you can even go to, I think Target has a good mix also to make your own pizza dough. We also find it strangely ironic that during what we call the high holy days of Texas history, when Texas won its independence from Mexico back in 1836, we also just happened to celebrate National Burrito Day and National Empanada Day. <laughs> but then again, there were Plenty of Tejanos mixed in with the Texian settlers in Sam Houston's army, so we shouldn't be surprised. Talk about burritos for a minute. Ooh, Randy, I have not met a burrito that I don't love. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? Let's see. My favorite is bean and cheese, ground beef, and lettuce. Very basic, but very yummy. And empanadas involve some serious baking skills. So my intimidation alarms are going off again. <laughs> but we won't be a bit shocked to hear you say, oh, Randy, empanadas are not difficult to make. How am I doing so far, Melly? Randy, you stress out too much. <laughs> Give us a good way to make empanadas. So the empanada dough is basically just a pie dough. Um, if you're making sweet empanadas, you can add a touch of sugar. If you're making savory, then you can omit the sugar. You can even add different spices. But it's just like making a hand pie. You roll out your dough, you cut your shape. Usually empanadas are a half moon, so you would make a big circle. You put your filling right in the center. You have to make sure that it's not a filling that has too much liquid. Otherwise, you're going to have a very soggy dough. You're going to end up having holes and rips and tears. So if you're making a meat, once again, make sure it's fully cooked. Make sure you drain out most of the fat as possible. You can add in a, a melty cheese. You can also add in different vegetables, but you stuff it right inside, fold it over just like a dumpling, pinch the edges, and you, usually I bake my empanadas. I'm not a fan of the fried ones. I find that they they get a little bit too crispy and crunchy, um, but you just pop them in the oven at about 350 bake them until they're golden brown and you're good to go this has been Melly gomez she's a chef she's a cooking instructor she's a caterer extraordinaire and she's cute <laughs> tell us again how to find Melly v catering online you can find us on facebook instagram it's Melly v dot underscore catering you can even find us on our website which is Melly v catering square dot site and what's your phone number our phone number is 281-771-6229 you can also email us. Our email is lv.catering at gmail.com. And at which farmer's market are you showcasing macarons Sunday? This Sunday, we will be at our Savior Lutheran Church. It is in North Houston. Um, we will have the address posted on our Facebook and our Instagram. Thanks for raising our cuteness factor again, Melly. All the best to you and your family. Thank you so much, Randy. It was good talking to you. Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break.
Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide 
variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd's Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. This guy has made me laugh for almost half a century now. <laughs> Say hello to my old radio partner from the Hudson and Harrigan Show. It's Fred Olson. How are you, my brother? I really probably, as Dave Ramsey says, better than I deserve. Yeah, well, I, I, that's the answer I need to say every day. Yeah. yeah but some of our listeners probably missed it on last week's edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, but Fred has had shoulder surgery since we last spoke. So how did it go? Really, well, you know, great, because we have our, one of our good friends is a, just a gifted surgeon, Dr. Tom Parr. Yep. And so he calls me after it's all done and I get back to the ranch sedated and calls and checks on me. He says, well, I'll just let you know, you'll be able to play the piano. now." <laughs> that is if you could play the piano before I operated, but, uh, he, he did, he did a, he, I know he did a great job. And, and uh, so I'm in the, in the rehab now for, I'll be in the sling for two weeks uh, to begin with. And before I do exercises and a total of six weeks in a sling. So I'm getting used to it. It's, it gets, uh, makes you a little buggy now and then, Yeah. but, uh, Hey, it has to be. And, uh, for me to honor his handiwork that he did on me, I want to make sure that I do everything right and rehab it and get back to as close to normal as possible for me. Well, there's lots of different kinds of shoulder surgery procedures. So which one did you get? This was a rotator, clean some bursitis, and uh, I had a, I had a muscle tear, bicep tear. Ooh. So that's part of it too. So that's that's why it's a little more complicated. Remember, I had shoulder surgery. Tom did that one twenty years ago. So I, you know, then twenty years later, I have another one on the other shoulder. <laughs> yeah, close to about almost twenty years to the to the month. So it's it's interesting. Um, well, the first one was prompted by lifting weights, as I recall. Do you know what caused this one? I think just, just wear and tear, mm -hmm. you know, just wear and tear. The other one was I was doing bench dips. I was on vacation in California and I got little one more. I'll do one more set. Got too far away from the bench, which is critical. If you're going to do a bench dip or a dip, you got to keep your body close to whatever you're, you know, lifting away from. And, and I just, obviously I didn't do it right, but they just wear and tear over the years. So it happens. Did you and Tom share any laughs or was it all business? <laughs> oh, that's a stupid question. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so so when he came in, I had this line I didn't use when when he and the uh, the anesthetist come in pre-op, and I said, "Oh, Lieutenant Colonel Parr and General Anesthesia." <laughs> no, but, but I I didn't do that. We just we compared notes on I can't remember what it was. I was not groggy yet, and I sent him a text saying, "Thanks for being so patient with your patient." Well, Tom does everything with a little laughter mixed in. Uh, I think he was a pretty tough infantry officer in Vietnam, but other than that, he's he's just a big kid, kind of like you and me, truth be known. You know, it's interesting that he says things that are funny, but there's always that truth in it. Yep. You know, when he's talking about a rehab or your surgery, and if you really analyze what he's saying to you, he's telling you to do this because this is the right thing to do, but he'll do it in a fun way. But 
He doesn't just throw words around just for fun. Well, you mentioned rehab, so you're in progress with the rehab now. What does that entail? Uh, well, I get the sling on, and then I ice. Uh, I ice a lot during the day. <laughs> what you do, you take off the sling, which feels like you're jumping out of an airplane because your arm just goes way down. <laughs> and then you you do what you call pendulums with it. Anybody who's had any kind of shoulder rehab at all knows a pendulum. You kind of naturally use your body motion to have it swing naturally in a circle. Mm-hmm. And that is just painful as, as can be right now, but you do it. And, um, and by another week or so, he'll give me some of their exercises to add into it and incorporate. But for now, it's just keeping it pretty basic and stabilized. And so I, have, I don't even, we, you know, we live on a country road, so I don't even want to get in the truck and drive and hit a bump. I just don't even want to fathom that right now. <laughs> so I'll give, it, I'll give that another week before I want to get uh, drive anywhere, at least. So do you have a therapist that you visit, or are you doing everything on your own at home? Well, this is at home because since I've had so many shoulder issues, I kind of already know what to do when he tells me. But I imagine they may have me do some, what they call passive stretches, where when they take this off, they'll have someone lift your arm high for you because there's no way in, in the world you want to do it yourself because it hurts. Uh-huh. And um, that or you may have Bev do that. I don't know. She did the other one. And I don't think I had anybody do my rehab last shoulder, but this one's more involved. So I, we have great rehab uh, facilities in Columbus, Texas. Just a great group, really. I've used them before. So so if that happens, it happens. If not, we'll just take care of it here and just keep moving and, and uh, get back into the gym and train and, you know, just get it back where it was. So you mentioned right before we came on the air that you went for your first walk this morning. So tell us about that. Yeah, the first walk that was on a road and not just the surface of the deck of the house. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I took a ski pole and did about a half mile. And uh, it really felt good to get out. And we had a, this wild turkey, this big female who's walking through this field over here. It's beautiful. So getting out and, and breathing fresh air instead of recycled uh, air conditioning was really nice. And uh, just to look at all the stuff that's growing and this change of season. We've got berries coming up and all the wildflowers. And it's just beautiful. So... It, you know, if I've learned one thing in this, and I, I remember going into it, I said, you know, find the positives in, in going through this because it's tedious. And uh, one of them was closer relationship with my wife because she's really a great nurse. And two, really appreciate what's all around you all the time, whether it's cha- and the changing of the season, the leaves changing now, and, and uh, different animals coming out and the different season. So I have a, a real deep appreciation for sitting down and really looking at what's going on around me and uh, people and, and uh, how blessed I am, though, even though I was feeling sorry for myself the other day. I know people who are really in bad shape and uh, their friends are you know, suffering from much greater than this. So I got no complaints. Amen. Well, I guess this is all a really handy excuse to get out of working too hard in the garden, huh? <laughs> yeah, my, my wife is doing that. We've already got tomatoes, uh, little tomatoes hanging on the vine. I know. It's crazy. I walked over there the other day. I thought it would take my first look, and I came back, and I went, you have tomatoes. <laughs> and emphasis on you, because you can't get out there and do anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think and by next week, maybe I'll sit on the edge and pull little weeds out, or I'll do something to help. I can't, I can't just sit inside. You know, if I didn't, if it, if I wasn't going through this, I go, I think I just want to sit inside today. But since I can't do a lot, I want to go do a lot. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah you want what you, you want what you, you can't have. And, uh, <laughs> so anyway, but I'm just blessed. You know, I, I just, so it's just great talking to you and, 
reliving some uh, some of our little moments in, in uh, radio history and stuff we've done. And, and uh, I saw a lot of people come up to me and go, hey, man, uh, you're that guy. I said, no, I'm one of those two guys. <laughs> um, More importantly, I used to be that guy. <laughs> and then we had RB and TJ because it, it took all four of us, man. It really did. Yeah, absolutely. It took all four of us to make it happen. Well, I had a little minor moment myself this past week. I had a little minor surgery I didn't tell you about. It wasn't really a very big deal. It was just the removal of a sty from my left eye. Ooh. All I have to show for it is a black eye. And whenever anybody asked me about it at church this past Sunday, I said, yeah, my wife's got a mean right cross. <laughs> yeah, really. But I'm discovering that I just don't heal as quickly as I used to, you know, back when you and I first worked together 40 years ago. How about you? Has it taken longer to get back to whatever normal is? I, I think so. I, I think that, that just, you know, with age comes comes that deal. And uh, yeah, I used to be, when I was in my 40s, like, ah, shoulder surgery, no big deal. Well, 20 years later, it's, oh, wow, that's a big deal. Yeah. So it just, you know, but you just take it all in stride and just, you know, keep on moving and so how's your eye? Oh, well, it's bleary. <laughs> uh, you know, it's weird, Fred. I have found in my old age, it's been a long time since I updated my eyeglass prescription, but when we're sitting and watching TV at night, I can actually see better when I take my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, but it doesn't work that way when I'm reading something up close. It's only when it's something far away. Oh, okay. So it's time to go get my prescription updated, I'm sure. Yeah, probably so. Probably so, man. I'd do that. Makes life more fun when you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look what I just missed. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's close out today because we've run out of time. But I do want to close out today by just saying a little word of prayer for you. Can I do that? Oh, uh, you can't get enough prayer. Go ahead, brother. Uh, Father God, I lift up in prayer my, my brother Fred. And I especially ask that you would touch him with your healing hand and make his shoulder feel better right now in this very moment. Mm. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. I was about cooking something up for me.